988. Put it in your phone right now. 988 is the national lifeline. It's 24 seven. It's not just for suicide prevention lifeline. It's for any reason. It's a national resource. Every single person, your family members, your grandparents, your children, 988 is, is really key. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Courtney Post, and this is Let's Bet Together by Subeto, a show where we'll be highlighting stories of growth, ownership, and well being in the veterinary industry and having real conversations about how we can make veterinary medicine better for everyone. Hello, everyone. Before we get into our conversation today, I want to introduce you to our guest, Susan Carney. Susan, welcome. Each week, we'll be asking our guests to bring a treat from a local shop near them. So that, with that being said, Susan, what are you snacking on today? What treat do you have from uh, your hometown? And um, while you share that with us, also introduce yourself, uh, yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, and really what is on your mind this morning? Perfect. Thanks, Courtney. Hi, everybody. Thanks for your time today. And thanks for everything that you do each and every day. I'm Susan Carney, well-being manager here at Suveto. I live in New Jersey and people have certain opinions about New Jersey, but I will say we have good snacks. How about saltwater taffy? Woohoo! Saltwater taffy. taffy. Sweet treat, right? Yes, it's a nice sweet, sweet treat. treat. And I, in advance of this uh, little our get together, I just did a bit of research. So quick history, saltwater taffy was actually invented in Atlantic City, New Jersey. By accident, actually, um, the gentleman that was someone crazy. trying to make when they make taffy. That's so interesting when you really stop and think about it. it he was actually making taffy, which, you know, that was his that was his um, product that he was selling on the boardwalk. But unfortunately, one evening, a rogue wave came <laughs> on the boardwalk and basically decimated his taffy shop. And so the next day people came to purchase it and he was all grouchy, like, oh, it's, you know, it's saltwater taffy. So they ended up selling it, um, but they fixed it. There is actually no salt in saltwater taffy, but he fixed it. And that's kind of a little bit of history, New Jersey history there. So that's my snack for the day. What is your favorite flavor of taffy? Oh my gosh. Lemon. Lemon. Yeah. It's awesome. And is it a year round snack or is that a is that typically a summertime snack? Because I know obviously the boardwalk in New Jersey is like a summertime destination, but do people in New Jersey eat taffy year round? You can get it year round. And by the way, the boardwalk is the best little known secret, or now I guess I'm letting the secret out of the bag. The boardwalk to me is the best in the winter off season because it's not crowded. The ocean is just amazing. You have it all to yourself. You can walk your dog, walk your family. So it's a year round treat. It's also available through mail order. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, Susan is not being paid for the endorsement of this salt water taffy. Correct. Salt water taffy. <laughs> so Susan, you mentioned at the beginning, you are the well-being manager at Suveto, which mm-hmm. stands for Supporting Veterinary Ownership. Uh, at Suveto, we have three pillars, ownership, 
growth and well-being. And today I want to talk all about well-being, who you are, why you do what you do, what brought you to this, Susan, um, and really what a typical day of a well-being manager is. I know in our Suveto world, a lot of people know you and interact with you, but you know, in the broader veterinary community, um, you know, you have so much perspective and knowledge to share as well. So today we just really want to hear all about Susan, all about kind of your role and what brought you here and also what resources are available just to make everyone stay a little bit brighter uh, if they can't get to the boardwalk and, and get some fresh air and get some taffy and spend some time with their dog. Sure, that's great. Um, and I appreciate that. And so being a well-being manager is probably one of the best roles that I've personally ever had. Um, I you know, started my career in financial services way, way back in the day, um, which actually set me up to be, I think, a good person in HR and in this type of role because it's a crazy busy atmosphere working on the trading desk and dealing with different emotions and different people and, and you know, different situations. And from there, I just worked in the HR and benefits for um, for a long time and kind of sat on all sides of the table. So the insurance side, the consulting side, as well as the HR side and having the opportunity to work in the veterinary industry, being a pet mom, a pet lover, um, I volunteer at a shelter is, is amazing. And so, you know, well-being is, you know, that term is applies to everybody across the board. Right. Not just us here, you know, in this industry. And I think what's what's really what's really important about it is that and anybody can do it. You just need to focus. <laughs> you just need Absolutely. to. It's, you it, know, it's about putting, you know, yourself first, as well as understanding healthy boundaries, understanding resources, mm -hmm. um, how you show up for other people can impact their well-being, well-being as well. Um, exactly. And it being a, a focus, you know, really just allows us to um, to you know, try to create a, a healthier atmosphere for everyone, you know, in our work life and personal life. Um, Susan, I'd love to, to hear about you working on, uh, in financial services, you know, on, uh, on a trading room floor. And when were you first aware that there was a place for well-being in the workplace? So great question, Courtney. And believe it or not, like back then I, I recognized it because it's when the market was crazy, um, you know, and things were going really well until they weren't right. And so, you know, I was, I was young, you know, fresh out of college working on, you know, a female, which there were hardly any female back then. Um, females were, you know, sort of not on the desk at the time. And so I, I it's actually the first time I actually ever saw a grown man cry mm -hmm. when the market, um, you know, had a, a, a kind of a crash. Um, so I think I've always been um, aware of that and um, trying to, you know, hone your empathy, understanding, you know, some people have that high EQ emotional quotient and some people don't. Some people very, very smart, have amazing IQs, but really being able to understand, well, how can I hone that other side of me? Absolutely. You know, I mean, to your point, let's looking out for each other. Let's determine, like, I think one quote that I think is so relevant, you can't be at you can't do your best unless you're at your best. Yep. It's very true. It's very so, true. Yeah. I think work, I think work is, um, is dramatically impacted by the world around us and, and so many other factors and mm -hmm. who we are mentally and physically, how, how, if we are healthy, if we are supported, if we feel comfortable, if we feel safe and, and how we then can support those around us can impact 
not only our personal life, but really our professional life and, and, and our output. And uh, for, especially for veterinary professionals, you know, their jobs are to show up and care and, and provide for, mm-hmm. for clients and for the amazing, you know, uh, pet patients that walk in their door every day. It's really hard to do when um, they are not feeling physically or, or, or emotionally or mentally supported or healthy. And I'd love to hear a little bit about your day-to-day, Susan. What what does mm-hmm. a well-being manager do? And then for all of those folks within the walls of any vet hospital, how do you best prepare yourself for a healthy self and a healthy workplace? Sure. Um, my day-to-day, which I'm happy to say is never the same, which is a good thing. I like Great. that. Um, I like the opportunity to have different um, opportunities and different challenges each each day. The, the main focus of the job, though, is to sort of source resources and support for, for our teams and their families. And so on a normal day, I'll be working very closely with my fellow HR business partners, uh, working with the practice managers or the hospital coaches on any myriad of issues, right? So it could be maybe one hospital is having a particular issue, you know, grouchy clients and they're, you know, they're their service team is getting beat up. Well, how can we help support them, you know, and help helping them understand what are, what are healthy boundaries, you know, doing your job, but not getting screamed at, you know, that's never acceptable, right. In any environment. So helping them providing tips and resources on that all the way to, you know, I might get a phone call like, Hey, I noticed somebody on our team is just really not themselves today. You know, they generally come in, they're really happy and perky and, and chatty. And then and I just happened to notice this person seems a little bit down. What can I do? You know, and then, you know, how can we, how can we let them know that they're not alone, which is a, a, a really big message. They're not alone. Yes. So in addition to working, you know, directly with sort of the leadership team yourself and the executive leaders, our partners, I also work directly with I'm so happy when somebody reaches out directly to me to say, Hey, I heard of something about you, Susan Carney. I, I don't know. Do you, can, can you, is there something called an EAP or is there some, you know, Susan resource is, is struggling a, a, a celebrity within the Suveto network. And <laughs> I think thanks to this podcast, we'll probably soon be a celebrity within all of veterinary medicine. So Susan has all the resources. I had the best like mental picture when you were describing your day to day and what you do, Susan, is I actually think you're like the head librarian and like the, the whole, like if the library is full of mental health resources and well-being, you know, resources and things that will help make a a healthy self-healthy workplace. And you just go and source, you know, what, what does someone need? Where does it lie? Like what books do they need? But obviously not literal books, but uh, you know, more resources. So you, you just know how to search through the the, the endless library of resources and provide them for folks, both, I would say reactively, right? We have a, uh, a series of unhappy clients are creating a hard, right. you know, a, a hardworking environment, but also proactively, what can we do, you know, as a team to address, um, you know, creating healthy boundaries or, or mindfulness in the workplace, right? So it's probably a mix of both reactionary work as well as proactive work. Excellent. I, I, Courtney, you're spot on. And I will say it's Suvato with well-being being one of the foundational pillars. It's quite amazing because you can just feel that, through, you know, throughout the organization and proactive, you know, hospital coaches or practice managers proactively reaching out to me to say, you know, I think, can you just tell us what you do? Can you just, you know, we've, we've, paid, we've layered people with the resources, we've told them, but is there something else? And even if 
that resonates with one person in that room. That's amazing. I'm, that makes me so proud and so happy that, Absolutely. you know, it starts the message just helping out. one person, Susan, it's not, it doesn't, you don't have to move mountains to, to make impact that one person has a ripple effect for sure. Yeah, for sure. So what are honored. some basic steps that, that folks can take? Like if, if someone was starting at, at the very beginning, like step one, not that there's ever step one, right? We all bring our, our whole, you know, if, uh, history, our whole life history of, of how we care for ourselves, how we show up for folks, how we communicate our well-being IQ, uh, our emotional IQ, like you said, but if you could kind of rewind everyone and start in one place to say, when you think about a holistic approach to well-being, if you could just kind of start with these, these couple tools or steps or, um, or fundamentals, what, what would those be? Because that's a nice checklist for folks to be like, you know what, sometimes you have to go back to basics. Mm -hmm. Um, so what, what are your, your words of wisdom on well-being fundamentals? I think, um, I think the first thing is you want to acknowledge what you're doing, right? You know, be acknowledge all of the hard work that you're doing and be aware that you are doing, doing a great job, doing the best you can, mm -hmm. but also be aware that I may not be, you know, getting to my full potential and that's okay. That yeah. is okay. You know, it's okay to not be okay. And so, you know, starting from the beginning, I think you want to take a little check pulse check on yourself. And so, you know, some easy tips to do, get up 15 minutes earlier. You know, I know everybody has crazy days, crazy shifts and whatnot, but that makes a huge difference. Get up, do an extra stretch in the morning. To check in with yourself, right? Exactly. Exactly. Focus on yourself. Take that 15 minutes, do that extra stretch, do the plank on the floor, take your dog, take a cup of coffee. You know, maybe we talked earlier about, you know, commuting to work, you know, some folks drive to work, depending on wh where you are. Take that time for yourself, you know, listen to your favorite music. You owe that to yourself, starting your day off right, starting your day off on the right foot. And that's going to help you have a better experience with your patients, with your clients and with your colleagues. It's and great, so, great, you know, I think to take I, time for yourself mm -hmm. and put that at the beginning of your day because no one can take it away at that point. <laughs> exactly. And, and you, you owe that you, you deserve that. You know, you owe that to yourself. You're always making time for everybody else you know what, you need to acknowledge and take that time for yourself. And then certainly as the day goes on, the other thing that's really important is take, you need to take your breaks, right? It's a crazy environment. I know that it's tough. If you have somebody has eyes on your patient, of course, that's first, but you need to hydrate. You know, we hear stories of people saying, oh my gosh, I, you know, I didn't take any water. I didn't eat lunch. I haven't gone to the restroom in five hours. Well, that that's a problem. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you need to look out for yourself and also look out for each other because as you referenced earlier, part of well-being is the social connections mm -hmm. and looking around. And so tap somebody else out, you know, and, and absolutely. Or, you know, encourage uh, those folks to 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 drink their water. I've been seeing more and more right. of the uh the 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 big gallon jugs of water. Mm -hmm. You know, what a great, what a great approach for a whole practice or a whole office full of folks to say, you know what, we're gonna all commit to drinking water uh, you know, throughout the day. And how can we make sure we all drink our water? But that's gonna require people to take bathroom breaks and that's okay. That, course, you know, yeah. when folks say, I can't drink that much water. I have to go to the bathroom too often. <laughs> That's okay. You, you need yeah. to use the restroom. You need to hydrate your body. And sometimes just taking a couple deep breaths while you're, you know, taking a, a second for yourself is, is, um, is a great, 
reason to to really dial out for for just a couple minutes to do that it, it's also important to take breaks from technology as well I mean that's another thing we're all you know everybody's 24 7 everybody always has a phone in front of them or five phones or whatever you know I'm on one I'm ringing one I'm on a podcast over here no take a minute you need you need to turn everything off especially at night you don't need that blue light shining there I mean we you know if there's an emergency situation that's one thing but generally people do not are not having emergencies every minute of every day so I think it's really important to take to take that break um and I think again as, as, as we referenced earlier be aware of of your surroundings and how you're feeling you know I'm feeling tired oh that's part of the job um uh, you know, I'm feeling, oh, you know, I had a situation with, with a patient. Of course, I'm feeling sad and depressed. And that is normal. And that that is true. However, sure. notice yourself if it's going on for days and weeks and, you know, you're sluggish and you're not pay attention, you know, pay attention to to what your body's telling you. Um, yeah. I think oftentimes we just keep going. We, we just say, nope, got to do it. I know that's the job. And, and that's just really, it's not healthy for anybody. So no, it isn't, it, yeah. you know, in, in, in the, your workplace or at, in your home life too, mm-hmm. you know, that, that feeling overwhelmed, feeling run down. Yes. You know, life can be really busy sometimes, but for that feeling to be a constant, that that's when you need to take some time to reevaluate, take some time for yourself, surround yourself with people that can help, um, or some resources that can help. And that's what I would love to talk about. Susan is obviously everyone within Suvato have, has you as a resource as our wellbeing manager. Um, although wellbeing does also often start with yourself of, of, you know, take time to then, you know, use the resources and tools that, that, that you can help folks find. But, um, for those outside of Suvato, just in the, the vet industry as a whole, what resources are available to folks? Like if, if mm-hmm. I am feeling overwhelmed, if I am feeling sad past those days of being with, you know, a, a client that didn't go well, or for a, a personal interaction that didn't go well, what resources are available to folks? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, what, one thing that's pretty exciting um, that happened over the summer, the last few months, you guys know 911, right? So 911, everybody knows when to call 911. You know, there's an emergent, there's a situation, I need law enforcement, I need a fire, you know, fire team to come to my home. Um, 988, put it in your phone right now. 988 is the national lifeline. It's 24 seven. It's not just for suicide prevention lifeline. It's for any reason. It's a national resource. Every single person, your family members, your grandparents, your children, 988 is, is really key. They can counsel you. You're going to be directly um, connected to someone that can help you sort through issues. And what they can do as well is maybe connect you to a local resource. So, you know, I'm in Colorado and I'm calling and I'm struggling and I'm feeling a certain way. They could connect me to somebody that's locally within my state or my city. I have to admit, um, so I Susan, think- I did not realize that that resource was available. You are yes. you are teaching me something. Today. <laughs> 988 is a, a resource available to anyone in any situation. Exactly. And I actually, when you think about 911, you call that number for lots of different reasons. You mm-hmm. know, there might be a medical emergency. You might need a police officer. You might need a firefighter. You you don't need to, in the moment, think what number to call. I just have one, and it's 911. Right. 988 is the same is the same concept that it may not, it's just not suicide prevention. It's also just, listen, I need help at this moment. I I need some resources. Um, And that's available no matter where you are. 
Exactly. Yep. So that's that's key. And then um, in addition, there's national resources that are available. There's um, Mental Health America, which has tons of resources. It's Mental Health America or MHA. Um, they have, you know, self-assessment tests that you can take. They'll connect you, you know, to potentially resources that are available in your community. If you don't have anything available through your employer, as we do here at Suvetto. Um, there's there's NAMI, there's Lots of resources that are available. I, I would also suggest to people that look within your own city or town and just put, you know, behavioral health services in Red Bank, New Jersey. It's where I live. You know, um, what's a what's a, a source, you know, a support group that could help me. And and the other thing that's really important, and, and we're very lucky to live in this country where they have support groups that will meet us where we are. OK, sure. so you know, maybe I'm struggling with, you know, not my own suicidal thoughts, but maybe I lost a loved one to suicide, you know, somebody that passed from suicide. There's support groups out there that could help me as a widow or the LGBT community. I want to speak to somebody that's like me or the the, the C fund um, for people of color. I want to speak. I want to feel comfortable with somebody that's in my own affinity group. So there's lots of resources that are out there that are really going to help you meet you where you are. Um, and call me if you don't know, because I can help you. <laughs> we can but, help everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I think that's really important, right? Because you want to feel comfortable. It's a journey. Yeah. It's not easy to ask for help, especially very high IQ, people in our industry, super smart, years of education. And, you know, you are superstars, but we can't always do it all. Yeah, and, so, and, and this industry is full of caregivers. It's full mm-hmm. of providers. It's full of a selflessness that, um, that can be, you know, uh, unhealthy and it's time to put yourself first and, um, make sure that, uh, you are using the resources available to you again, within Suveto, we have fantastic resources, but those resources are available, whether you're in Suveto or not. And, um, Susan, I think you just scratched the surface of, of, of what is out there, but, um, you don't have to go far to, to actually find them. Um, once you're, you're willing to, to look. So Susan, before we wrap up, what is the one piece of advice that you'd give someone entering the vet profession? Now that you've, you know, worked in other industries, you found your home within, uh, the veterinary industry. Um, I I'm going to ask everyone, uh, this question and, and I'd be interested to hear your, your response. Um, I think when you're entering the prof- the profession is think about why, you know, what brought you to, to get there? Like what, you know, why did I go through all that education or why did I go through all the training or the interviews or <laughs> however, you know, got you where you wanted to be and try to hold on to that spark, you know, to say, this is why I got into it because, uh, you know, I, I love animals. Um, I, I want to help make a difference in the world. I want to be part of my community, right? You know, working in a shelter, maybe. I want to give back, you know, nonprofit. I think that's that's really important is to remember the why, the why you got into it and hold on to that. Um, and go and back I think, to it on hard days and go back to it in moments that that you're feeling depleted. Like it, yep, it, a power source. Exactly. And celebrate on the, on the days when you feel great. Cause it's not all about the sad days. Yeah, there's way, absolutely. there's way more many happy days. And so celebrate that and say, Hey God, you know, we're a team, we're in this together and here's what's happening and do all the cute, you know, funny things together. You, you know, you talked about, you know, drinking the water and hydrating. We actually had a hydration challenge and uh, believe me, our team stepped up. We had, yeah. <laughs> we had some of our hospitals with the huge like water gallon um, jug drinking water. So make it, you know, try to make it fun, bring it back that you want to be happy. You deserve to be happy. 
And so, yeah, hold, hold on to that. And on those days when you need support, you're not alone, reach out, support is available. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, words of advice, Susan, I appreciate it. I have my, um, my, my tips for myself. I'm going to put these on my desk. Sometimes you, sometimes you need to make them the background of your phone. Sometimes you have to put them on the dashboard of your car, but it's committing to myself 15 minutes early, get up 15 minutes earlier for a little bit of time for myself before you give it to everybody else. Um, water. I'm drinking coffee right now. I need to switch over to water. Uh, the water throughout the day is great. <laughs> and remembering that 988 resource. I mean, that is really important. I want to make sure I spread that word to those around me and my family and friends that everyone mm-hmm. should know that that resource is available. Um, but I hope everyone uh, can can listen to this uh, this time that Susan and I had together and also reflect back to their why and to, to remember their spark uh, and to celebrate that every day. And Susan, this was such lovely time together. And, um, next time we get together in person, I I think I need to try some taffy from, from your neck of the woods. You got it. (laughs) Orange is my favorite flavor. Orange. Okay. I remember that. No, to sell. It's like, it's like orange sherbet. It's, it's such a, such a treat. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank thank you so much, Courtney. This is amazing. This was super fun. I appreciate it. I do as well. Thank you so much. Thanks everyone for listening. Take care. Take care.